what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. This episode of the Caregiver Community is sponsored by Pace at Home. During this uncertain time, Pace at Home is enrolling participants who wish to continue to remain at home. Partnering with families, Pace at Home provides caring medical support for all of our program's participants. Visit us on our website or give us a call at 828-468-3980 to talk with a representative that can discuss with you the Pace at Home all-inclusive medical approach. Pace at Home is the champion for seniors wishing to remain in their community. Welcome to the Caregiver Community. This is a place where we talk about the joys and the challenges of caring for our aging parents and other aging loved ones, as well as caring for ourselves. I'm Frances Hall, founder and executive director of ACAP Community, the community of adult children of aging parents. The number has increased. There now are an estimated 15 million adult children in the United States and many more millions worldwide who are caring for aging parents and concerned about their own life as they age. Although ACAP's focus is the adult child of aging parents, we know many of the issues and concerns apply to those of you who are caring for another aging loved one. In this podcast, Dr. Mary Berg talks about staying sane during COVID-19 and other stressful times, something all of us are trying to do these days. She offers excellent tips as to how truly to manage this unprecedented time, as well as giving insights that can help us handle any time we feel particularly stressed. Dr. Berg is a clinical psychologist with over 25 years of experience. Her PhD is from the California School of Professional Psychology, Los Angeles, where she is highly trained in individual, family, and couples therapy, court-ordered psychotherapy, general and forensic psychological assessment, as well as fitness for duty and work-related evaluations. Dr. Berg works with a variety of populations and diagnostic issues, such as depression, anxiety, family problems, relationship issues, and trauma experiences. And she has notable experience working with first responders and military populations. So with no further delay, I'm going to turn this over to Dr. Berg to help us understand strategies for staying sane during COVID-19 and other stressful times. Well, it's absolutely my pleasure. Uh, I want to thank you for inviting me. Uh, you know, this this topic that we're talking about tonight, of course, is very timely. But, you know, as, I, as I've given this uh, seminar to several people recently, you know, some people are getting really used to COVID-19 and the pandemic and being quarantined and such. So even if that's not your issue, I want you to think tonight about whatever it is that might be stressing you out. It could be politics. It could be COVID-19. It might be just social unrest, whatever it is. Consider that because all of the tips that I'm going to give you today really are good for uh, whatever it is that might be stressing you out, causing you anxiety, or even depression. All right, so let's jump right in. So first, when I typically get a patient coming to visit me and they sit down on my couch, I always like to assess, you know, just how much information do they really have about their situation? Uh, because typically speaking, information is power. 
But in the case of everything that we're experiencing right now, COVID-19, politics, et cetera, information has actually become the source of stress, anxiety, and depression. So um, it's, it's almost because of this, the amount of information, the overload uh, amount of information that is pouring into our psyches and in our environment on a day-to-day basis. So my pr- first piece of advice is to limit the amount of information you actually allow into your environment. You know, I usually start my day with news. Um, I do like to stay up on what's happening you know, right here, right now in my own county, for instance. Uh, I live in Cambria County in Pennsylvania. So I do want to know what's happening because things can change from day to day uh, with COVID-19 and with the pandemic. So, but there's really not a lot of reason to check it throughout the day to go to all the different news sources or the social media sites, because all of that is really just opinion at this point. It's just a lot of chatter. Uh, But I do like to check at the end of the day. However, my golden rule is no news media whatsoever after about 7 p.m. You see, your psyche really does need a few hours hours prior to sleeping, prior to bedtime, to sort of shake out all of the negativity of the day. Otherwise, that leaks and sneaks into your psyche and can be very disruptive to sleep, especially REM sleep, the REM sleep that you need in order to have um, nice dreams. So uh, I do not allow any news or negative information into my uh, environment if I can help it past about seven o'clock at night. And that's what I recommend to all of my patients. Now, let's talk a little bit about schedule. If you're anything like me, uh, since the pandemic hit, you have been maybe working from home, or at the very least, you were on this computer much more frequently than you were in the past. Uh, In the beginning of the pandemic, we saw a lot of unusual behavior with relation to schedule. People kind of just threw away their schedules. We really didn't know what to do with ourselves. All of a sudden, we were at home uh, with our kids and our spouses, and so schedules kind of went out the window. Uh, People started binging Netflix all day and sitting on the couch all day. Gyms were closed. Uh, People were afraid to even go outside. But now I think we're sort of used to this uh, new normal. And so we should have by now returned to some semblance of normal as far as our schedules are concerned. But, But again, if you're like me, you may be working strictly from a computer now. If that's the case, I want to recommend to you that you begin to chunk your day into two hour increments. So at the end of every two hours, you take a mental and physical break and you step away from the computer or step away from whatever it is you're doing and take a physical break. Um, Science tells us that people who take breaks are actually more productive and more successful at reaching their goals at the end of the day than those people who just power through. Now, it's also important to engage your brain in some different sort of activity um, versus looking at a screen all day. So at every two-hour increment, that 10-minute break, I try to do something different, uh, light exercise, listen to some music, um, read from even a novel, anything to engage some different part of my brain so that I'm not just staring at a blue screen all day. And again, this will help me to feel more rested and yet more productive at the end of my day. 
Now, it's also important, though, to write down your goals for the day. A written goal is actually a more attainable a goal than just one that you're thinking of. Written goals have people who write down their goals have a higher percentage to actually reach them. So um, I usually use a post-it note or a three by five card and I write down my fitness goal for the day my nutrition and my hydration goal, one rotary uh, international goal, since I do a lot of work with rotary and one work related goal. And I always put them on my screen uh, so that I can see my goal all throughout the day. I mentioned hydration. Um, This is very important for mental health, believe it or not. When you're under a great amount of stress, anxiety, or depression, you can actually become dehydrated at a faster rate. So uh, my goal is always between 64 and 80 ounces of water per day. So um, if you're not getting that, go out and find yourself a 32-ounce bottle that you can fill up twice in the day, and that's your starting point. And again, write that down so that you can see it all day long um, and reflect on that and you'll have a greater chance of succeeding. All right, let's shift now and talk a little bit about the neurochemistry of mood. So there are three big um, chemicals in our system that are responsible for helping us to stay elevated when it comes to mood. And those are serotonin, oxytocin and dopamine. There are others, but these are the three biggies. Serotonin is a neurotransmitter in the brain mostly, and it is best produced when you exercise. So as I mentioned before, those 10 minute breaks, if you can get some light exercise during those 10 minute breaks, you're going to be helping to elevate your mood throughout the day during at those intervals. Even a brisk walk around the block, getting on your treadmill, even doing stretches like yoga style stretches, will help to increase the serotonin production in your brain. So as much exercise, even in short bursts, is helpful to mood, positive mood. Oxytocin, well, I like to call that the hug drug because oxytocin is best produced in your system when you are intimate with others, when you're hugging, when you're kissing, when you're intimate. Um, You get a nice big burst of oxytocin. And that level of euphoria that you feel when oxytocin is released into the system can actually last for days. So I know it's tough to get lots of hugs during this time, um, but whomever you can hug safely, definitely try to get some of that in because that helps to release the oxytocin in the system. Now, the third one, dopamine, this is a big one. Again, this is a neurotransmitter. And there are a couple of things that you can do to help improve your production of uh, and release of dopamine into the brain. So the first is uh, gratitude, believe it or not. When we reflect on things that we are grateful for, our brain produces dopamine. And when we give gratitude away, when we tell other people why we are grateful for them, even more so is that dopamine stimulated in the brain. And not only do you stimulate dopamine in your own brain, but you are actually stimulating dopamine release in the person that you're telling that you're grateful for them um, because they're receiving some sort of kindness from you and that will help stimulate their dopamine. So this is a great way to improve your own mood as well as the mood of others. Now, an even stronger way is by doing one physiological thing with your face. And this physiological facial expression increases dopamine production 
exponentially. And I'm going to go ahead and demonstrate it for you on my count of three. Okay. One, two, three. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. That's it. The smile. So did you know that your brain has no idea whether a smile is faked, forced, or real? Your brain just feels the muscles do its thing, go into that smile uh, feature, and it says, oh, she's smiling. Let's start producing dopamine. And it does. And the interesting thing about the smile is like the yawn, it's contagious. So when someone smiles at you, it's very hard not to smile back. Uh, So again, this is a way to not only improve your own dopamine production, but to stimulate it in other people as well as by smiling at each other. I know we're wearing masks all the time, but whenever you get the opportunity uh, to take your mask off or even via Zoom, smile at people and watch how that makes you feel because your brain senses it and it says, okay, let's start producing dopamine. Um, Now, there are some things that... There's one particular thing that can lower our serotonin and dopamine in our system, and that's actually anxiety. So here's how anxiety works in the brain. So in the back of your brain, on the left and the right hemisphere, you have two little almond-shaped things, and they're called the amygdala. And the amygdala, when you become worried or anxious, it lights up, and it sends a message to the hypothalamus. And the hypothalamus is the part of your brain that is responsible for turning on your fight, flight, or freeze mode. And it it basically turns on all that autonomic nervous system response that you get when you're anxious. Um, Adrenaline starts kicking in. You sweat. You get butterflies in your stomach. All those physiological things that you and I know as are that, that tell us that we're feeling anxious. Uh, and uh, anxiety. It's interesting because it has a very hard time existing or thriving when you're very present or mindful. However, when you are off in the future or in the past in your thoughts, anxiety thrives because that is where you ruminate. When you're in the future, that's what I would call what if thinking. What if I get sick? What if someone I know gets COVID? What if I lose my job? What if I don't have enough to pay my bills? What if, what if, what if? Anxiety loves the what ifs. Now, it also enjoys the past, which would be your would have, could have, should have thinking. That's another place where you can get stuck ruminating. And anxiety enjoys that as well. So you don't really want to be off in your thoughts into the front, the future, or in the back, the past. You want to be as mindful and present in your life as possible. But hey, you know, even the best of us worry and get anxious, right? So you can't always be mindfully present. So when that happens, I'm going to give you two techniques here that you can use to bring your anxiety levels down within minutes. So the first is with a deep breathing exercise. Now, um, the proper way to do a good deep breathing exercise is by doing these few things. First of all, your inhale must come through your nose. Then you hold your breath for a few seconds, 
and then you exhale through your mouth. So it's inhale, hold, exhale. And the inhale and the exhale should actually be very, very slow. And I'm going to demonstrate for you just how slow. Now, mind, I do this every day with my patients. So I'm, I'm pretty good at it. So it'll be really slow. But if you practice, you'll get better at it. So, all right, here is a proper deep breath. Inhaling. Holding. Exhale. And check in with your body. <laughs> there it is. I, I can feel when my body does this little ah, kind of feeling. It's just a very relaxed sort of sensation that I get. Now, I like my patients to do two or three rounds of the deep breathing exercise. And it's important that you do it seated in a chair or on the couch or the floor because you can get dizzy because you are doing very deep breathing. So oxygenation can cause you dizziness. So make sure you're seated. Try two or three in a row, whatever you're comfortable with, and check in after every breath. See if you can catch the physiology of relaxation so that you can begin to experience what, what it feels like to be relaxed as compared to tense. So deep breathing exercises are wonderful for knocking anxiety down. Now, if that doesn't work or you want something a little more powerful, there's a wonderful technique called bilateral sound therapy. And this is a technique that I'm actually using with almost all of my patients. It's not only great for reducing anxiety um, and panic attacks, it's wonderful for depression, anger and irritability, concentration, and wonderful for sleep. So um, here's how bilateral sound works. And I'm going to give you a link for it. I'm going to share my screen here in just a moment. But bilateral sound works like this. So you use headsets or earbuds and you plug in. You turn this, this engineered music or nature sounds on, and you'll notice that the sound goes in one ear and then the next, and then back to this ear and then back to this ear. So it's not coming both ears at the same time. And as that happens, you close your eyes and you then track the sound with your eyes behind your closed eyelids. So your eyes are going left and right, left and right. And you can even almost feel the pattern of the music sometimes. And so your eyes and your ears are going. And as that happens, a very special type of brain wave actually formulates in the brain, crosses over the top of the two hemispheres, crossing that midline section of the two hemispheres. And that particular brainwave turns off the amygdalas, just like that. It's very powerful. Uh, and I do have a favorite um, resource and I'm gonna share my screen with you now. So my favorite resource, his name is David Grand. I do believe he's one of the, the sort of founding fathers of this technique. Now he calls it bilateral sound, but bilateral, bilateral, it's all the same thing. You can get this for free on YouTube. You can also order it um, you know, from Amazon if you prefer a CD or go to his own website. You can get it on Spotify and iTunes. And this is one of my favorite albums. Uh, it's called Brain Spotting. And again, the, uh, um, the author or the artist is David Grand. And uh, 
lots of nature sounds and music mixed together and it's just incredibly powerful so this is my favorite and this is the one i use with most of my patients so take a screenshot of that or write that down uh, but again you can just google to just google bilateral sound or google david grand you'll get all kinds of things that come up and it's just wonderful. If you have any trouble closing your eyes because of vertigo or anything like that, um, do it with your eyes open. It's still just as great. Um, you can even, you know, use your hand to kind of move your eyes from side to side um, to follow the music if you need to. So um, I like to use it for paperwork and things like that, even though my eyes aren't going back and forth. I find it still incredibly relaxing. And I also use it a lot for sleep. So so bilateral sound, really powerful for, again, turning off that amygdala hypothalamus relay system. Okay, so my last tip of the day is about um, decision-making. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot about what's happening right now in life that we certainly can't control. Uh, politics, <laughs> uh, social unrest, civil unrest, uh, COVID-19 pandemics, quarantines, all of that's really out of our control. But what we can control is um, whether or not we use this time for the better, because life is not on pause. It's just different right now. So at the end of this, will you have failed to use this time? Or will you come out of this different in a better way? Um, for me, very early on, I realized that I, I thought, oh, this will last 30 days, maybe 60. I was way off. So very early on, I realized I've got to do something different. So um, I come out of this better. Uh, so I set some goals for myself very early on. And, um, you know, fitness goals, health goals, uh, personal achievement goals for my profession, that sort of thing. Um, and it has really helped me to stay focused and to tolerate the time in a whole different way. Uh, so I, I want you to think about how do you want to be different at the end of this? How do you want to be a better person? Will you be a better neighbor? Will you be, for me, a better Rotarian, a better psychologist maybe? Um, you know, better to myself? Uh, will my health have changed? You know, things along those lines. You know, how can you be different is up to you. That is within your control. Um, you know, I think there's some interesting positive things that are coming out of this time. There's some renaissance that I'm seeing amongst families, among friends and neighbors. We're certainly valuing things very differently. For instance, the human touch that will be valued differently probably forever now. You know, I used to go to the grocery store and I'd, let's just say this is an apple. I'd pick up an apple and I'd look at it and say, oh, there's a blemish on it. And I'd put it back. I don't do that anymore. I now think about A, I picked it up. I should keep it. And B, now I'm thinking who else touched it? <laughs> so I'm washing my fruit and things like that, like never before. You know, all these things are different in our minds. How I value the touch is different. I'm also a hugger. I can't wait to be able to hug people again. I miss that. And I didn't realize just how much I really valued that. Um, and I do realize that now. So, so yes, will we be different at the end of this? Absolutely. But hopefully, you'll be different for the better. That, my friends, is up to you. Thank you, Dr. Berg, for sharing your knowledge and your insights. And thank you, listeners, for joining us. 
Hopefully, we all now have some new ideas as to how we and our loved ones may stay sane during COVID-19, as well as other stressful times. We also want to acknowledge appreciation to Pace at Home in Hickory, North Carolina, for sponsoring this podcast. This program is part of the MESH network of online shows and podcasts. You may learn more about the MESH and other programs they offer for free at www.themesh.tv. On that site, by clicking on the Contact Us button, you may send us at ACAP a question about this podcast or even suggestions for future topics. There are two other places you may also find ACAP podcasts. On Apple iTunes, you may listen to all our ACAP podcasts and even subscribe to the show so you can receive future programs automatically. And on ACAP's website, www.acapcommunity.org, you will find all our podcasts under the podcast tab. And while you're on our site, we invite you to learn more about ACAP, our local chapters, and our educational programs. Thank you so much for listening. And as you continue to journey with your loved ones, please know that one of the things we've learned in ACAP is that regardless of who you are, regardless of your background, your education, or anything else, when it's your mother, your father, your loved one, the need for information, resources, support, and community takes on a whole new meaning and becomes very personal. So may you find the information, resources, support, and community you need. And may this be a time and an experience that brings meaning for your life as well as for that of your loved one. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.